Wow, that was awesome. Then an awesome intro jingle. Mm-hmm. You like it? Mm-hmm. Hello and welcome to Get the... it together. <laughs> Starting now. Hello and welcome to the Brother Says Podcast. I'm Andrew. And I'm Parker. And this is a wisdom podcast about aphorisms, idioms, pearls of wisdom, and the history behind them. Uh, we'll go through each aphorism that we bring and rank each one at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. What did you think of that one? The the smoothness of the intro. I've been chipping away at it. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Refining it. Like butter. Absolutely. Like like melted, mm-hmm. hot what? butter. Mm-hmm. Imagine how easily a knife could go through that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Ruthie. Oh, no. She's got a noisemaker. We got a dog with a with a bone. She's like a dog with a bone. Alone at last. It's so good to see you here again. I feel like it's been so long without you here. Had a spare peanut butter jar. Oh, good. That'll keep her occupied. Yeah. Is it still going? It's still going. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I- yeah. <laughs> Super hot melted boiling butter. Uh huh. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good about it. And I think any new listener that listens to this would, would kind of get, would get our feel from that. And I, I, we always forget to talk about this, but if you know anyone that likes comedy or funny, we are so funny, funny, hilarious boys. Yeah. Or that likes, uh, likes, um, history or language or the the history of language even uh just let them know about this podcast and tell them that if they start at the beginning it gets better i think and well yeah and it's it's just always getting better so i think Mm -hmm. we're gonna look back on this episode in like six months and be like "Ooh, we should delete that that is like ice cold frozen butter that episode Mm mm-hmm we thought it was melted butter, yeah. and it wasn't. Yep. So, Parker, I yeah. this is a bit of a different week. Uh, you you've got a pretty busy schedule, so I've I've brought the uh, aphorisms this week. Yep. Yeah. I'm uh I'm moving out. He's moving out. He's moving out. Is that the tune? I don't think so. But if we hummed <laughs> it, we'd get. We get sued. As long as you keep doing that, we'll never get sued. <laughs> um, yeah, are you, I mean, finally, mm-hmm. I've been in your home mm-hmm. um, forcibly. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it's been under siege mm-hmm. by me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you'll finally be able to leave your bedroom, and I'll let you use the kitchen when I'm gone. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Be able to live my nudist lifestyle. Yes, you could do that. Um, I won't stop you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but don't fret. Don't worry, listeners. Right. Because we're still going to release an episode every week unless, you know, uh, sometimes maybe we'll do every other week depending on school schedules and vacations. But but we'll stay regular. And who always knows? Stay regular. Yeah. <laughs> always be regular. Who knows? It might even get better because we won't talk as much. So we'll be like. Having yeah. to tell each other stories and be like, Parker, 
listen to this aphorism. It's killer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would tell you about the soft mugging I just experienced on on the show, but it's you know since we live together, I, it's I've already told you, and so it's too late. I can't repeat it. Yeah, no repeating. Shoot, 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 shoot. Kansas City though, bound to happen again. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear my first <clears throat> aphorism? No, I was thinking we could just not do. Yes, please. I'd really love to. And I, I that reminds me. I want to apologize about last week no. about my outburst, and I don't Wait. alienate any any listeners who 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 have certain opinions about our podcast and which parts they like best. Uh-oh. Did you get some no some flack? I, no, oh. surprisingly. But uh, if you were insulted by my words, and I apologize, and I, you know, that's why they have the skip ahead fifteen second button. <laughs> yeah. Skip to the good, skip to the meat of the episode Mm -hmm. if you need to. And speaking of meat, oh my, my first food related aphorism is uh, is here. It it arrived, it's here, it's hot off the press, hot out of the oven. I was hungry when I got these, so they're both food related. Great, give it to me. All right, the first one, uh, thanks to Craig, you know who you are. Thanks, Craig. You, he, he, he sent me this one a while back. It's not so much an aphorism, but the history behind it is really cool. So I, uh, I decided to just run with it. Yeah. And I was hungry, so. There you go. Here we go. A chicken in every pot. Okay. Wait, is that it? Yeah, that's it. Great. So it's not, it's so not much it? of an aphorism. I'm, I'm not so sure yet. Mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't even know what it means. Uh, do you have any, okay, any guesses to the origin or a a chicken in every pot? There's not a lot to go off. Is there more to it? I mean, is that like a part of it? No, that, that is it. There, there are some longer versions. Uh, let me see if I can find it. No, that's, that's actually it. I'm thinking that it means like, um, hmm. Well, I'd like I have an idea in my head that's more of like a feeling oh. that I can't convey with words. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but think of it in the context. Maybe, maybe you're of... really busy. You oh. have some of your chickens in every single pie. Like a like a finger in a bunch of pies. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, that would have been a good one to do. But you're on the right check. Think of it more in context of a of a society or government hmm mm-hmm. a chicken in every pot does that get you going anywhere no yeah i'm not going in. i'm i'm dead in the road <laughs> so okay I, i'm i'm gonna throw you a bone because this mm. is a really tough one uh so it, it's first recorded but not even close to made most popular by uh, 16th century France, Henry the Fourth. Uh, supposedly, it's not confirmed that he wished every peasant in his kingdom, no matter how poor, could have a chicken in every or in his every pot. Every, wait. wait, what? <laughs> Let me retry that. He said, uh, "No matter how poor, could have a chicken in his pot every Sunday." Okay. So apparently sure. Henry the Fourth, very very giving king, 
Maybe not very giving, but he just wished every person yeah. could have a chicken in their pot every Sunday. He actually just hated chickens. Yeah. Oh, we he was kill the chickens. He wasn't pro poor. He was anti chicken. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But t shirt right there, anti chicken. That's pretty funny. Anti chicken, pro poor. It was made by far most popular by, let's see, by President. What is his name? President Hoover, in his campaign in the 1920s, mm. uh, he was a Republican, and in the late 1920s, that was his campaign, part of his campaign slogan. Chicken in every pot? Yes. Okay. Uh, so so he meant it in a way where saying the the Republican Party is basically, they they are the cause of the prosperity that the working man has been going through, and the working man can... Uh, the Republicans' efficiency has filled the working man's dinner pail and his gasoline tank. Besides, Republican prosperity has reduced hours and increased earning capacity. Silence discontent. Put the proverbial chicken in every pot and a car in every backyard to boot. So that's a quote? Yes, from Herbert Hoover. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, so he, in his uh, presidential campaign, that's... That's kind of what he was going off. And let's see. Later that year, Al Smith, a Dem- Democratic candidate, uh, was was uh, going against, running against him. And he tried to use it against Hoover. Uh, he's quoted saying, Just draw on your imagination for a moment and see if you can in your mind's eye picture a man working at seventeen fifty a week going out to a chicken dinner in his own car with silk socks on. So he he was basically saying the working man making seventeen dollars a week obviously couldn't live the lifestyle that that Hoover was was saying mm-hmm. the Republicans gave to them. Unfortunately, Hoover easily beat Smith in the nineteen twenty eight election. Oh, so wow. so Smith's anti yeah anti chicken campaign did not. Uh, so, work out so I mean, well. chicken every pot, powerful, powerful political slogan. Henry the uh-huh. the Henry the so and so did well. You know, and um, yeah, Herbert the whatever also. Yeah. So, something to keep in mind if you ever run for office. That's funny. We're going to put a chicken in every pot. You just wait and see. I would say it, it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more hard hitting back then because meat was so mm-hmm. much more expensive. That's true. I'm yeah. sure. Nowadays, most non-poverty-stricken Americans can definitely yeah. afford a chicken every week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, ni- you said 1920 what? 1928. 1928. Okay, yeah. I thought you said 1920, and I was thinking straight out of the straight out of World War I. That's true. That definitely would have been. Good. And Great Depression on the horizon. That's true, yeah. But yeah, even a decade after World War I, mm-hmm. that's, it was probably still somewhat difficult to come by. Yeah, and, and there wasn't the, such widely expanded factory farming and things like that. Uh, yeah, interestingly true. enough, so Hoover Hoover became president in 1928, uh, and then the Great Depression hit, and this is just some fun facts. Slums were known as Hoovervilles, and empty, turned-out pockets were known as Hoover Flags. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Have you ever turned out your pocket because it was empty? Yeah, like, may- maybe that would be a good way to walk around... <laughs> 
place, the city or something, like, I turn out my pockets, I have nothing for anyone. Yeah. Don't ask Don't me. Don't ask me for money. Don't ask me for anything. I've got a Hoover flag. I'm waving yeah. my Hoover yeah. flag. <laughs> uh, so his promise of a car in every backyard and a chicken in every pot uh, was was just a pipe dream because uh, that Great Depression really made it even tougher to it get was, that chicken. It was, it was tough times, I'm mm-hmm. sure. So, uh, decades later, this uh, slogan actually came back for, for a brief moment. Oh. Yeah. Can I guess? Yeah. Very famous president. Bill Clinton. Close. Al Gore. Too, Wait, he wasn't the president. Too George late. Bush. The too first. late. Much too late. Oh. Um, uh, I guess not Ronald that Reagan. Late. Richard Nixon. Getting close. Younger. Oh, God. Younger. Very, like, he, the I double think R? he's the youngest president. Double R is pretty old. JFK. Nice. Really? So he... I'm so good. He was running first for president. <laughs> Edit it out what, so it's the first try. What kind of thing to say? <laughs> JFK. Uh, so he attributed the quote to Hoover. He expanded the original slogan to include twice as many chickens. Wait, know. so he said two chickens forever? <laughs> it doesn't really make sense. Here's, here's the quote. Uh, it is my understanding that the last candidate for presidency to visit this community in a presidential year was Herbert Hoover in 1928. President Hoover initiated on the occasion of his visit the slogan, Two Chickens for Every Pot. And it is no accident that presidential candidate has ever dared to come back to this community since. Because the last one said that and then put their foot in their mouth. Yeah. Because of the pressure. No one could. I, was, I don't know why he said two chickens. Maybe it was yeah. a mistake. Uh, maybe JFK Herbert was very confused. He, he was just in the heat of the moment. Yeah. He was know. hot. Well, he was in the heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was warm. Um, warm. Yeah. Yeah. Like in like a hot and cold game. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the joke he made at the end is pretty funny. The one he made at the end? Did you catch that? No. Though, like at the end he says, and it is no accident that no presidential candidate has ever dared to come back to this community since. He's kind of he's kind of punching President Hoover in the gut, yeah. saying like. You, you, no, no president has been able to fulfill that promise. Oh yeah, but maybe, maybe JFK will, because he did come back. If he hadn't been assassinated, maybe we would have seen three chickens. Oh my gosh! Pop. Can you imagine? We have, I mean, that would be too many chickens. There's not enough space in the fridge. <laughs> you, if you had a big family, yeah, maybe, maybe you have more than one pot. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if we had our covered. ma and our pa. And you and I, brother Alex, who's not in this podcast, sorry, and our sister, I bet two two chickens a week wouldn't even be enough. Yeah. With, si- no, with sides, of course. Sides, not just maybe. chicken. <laughs> yeah, we would need some sides. Yeah. Yeah, you need to buy a lot of food for a family. Families eat food. Lots of food. That's crazy. Growing children. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a chicken in every pot. That's good. No, I like that one. It has a good history, at, yeah, at least. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. And Rich. I think it it we 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 touched on politics in a way without getting too slanderous, you know. Don't want to get slanderous. No, no. We this don't podcast know. isn't about politics. No, not about slander. Not about no. politics, except for those other podcasts other comedy podcasts kind of suck you ever listen to other, other every comedy podcast except for ours sucks yeah you, you ever right. listen to smartless 
<laughs> I love Jason Bateman. I don't like them. You don't like them? Because they cheated. Because they're yeah, famous. Yeah, no, that's true. And they, and they just won the iHeartRadio Music, oh iHeartRadio Podcast Award for Best Comedy Podcast. They beat my brother, my brother, and me. It's just because they can, like, call up... Yeah. Uh, like Patrick Stewart or Tom Cop- Hanks. Or- and be like, hey, you want to be on a podcast? And they're like, oh, sure. Yeah. I've been doing a podcast for a year. I guess I'll win an award. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was a little, that's a little bit, um, um, a little bit slimy, little I think, privilege. for iHeartRadio to choose them. But, they should've, yeah, definitely should have chosen a smaller podcast. I think iHeartRadio is kind of sketch. Yeah. That's why we'll never be sponsored by them. Unless they came to us and asked. If they asked, then we would. But we would not besides that. Yeah, no, no way. (laughs) All right. Here is my second one. And this one is for real, I promise. I'm pumped. I thought the last one was fairly real. But you couldn't use that in unless you were a politician running for president or or congressman even, or maybe even governor. Some say congressmen and governors are politicians. What do you think of that? What? Didn't you? Say? Yeah, I, I didn't say. <laughs> uh, here we go. And this one is oh, it's so so sensual. Ooh, I'm excited. Not really. Oh, and we are recording this on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah. Hey, happy V Day. Happy V Day. Let's not spend it with our with our partners and <laughs> spend it with each other. Yeah. Okay, Parker, ready? Variety is the spice of life. Oh wow. Yes. That hits hard. Now I want to. I want to hear your take. I don't want to hear your guess of this, the stupid timeline. Yeah. When or who? Yep. And I, again, uh, I have a good hint for you. But what a, what feelings does that invoke in you? Hmm. Um. It makes me think like you don't. Hmm. You don't want to just do the same like routine. Every day, day in and day out. I mean, like, you can, for the most part, but you, you should try to mix in new things, new experiences. I think that's really what it boils down to, is new experiences. Saying yes. Say yes as much as you can to experiences. Just do things. Add variety to your life. Mm. Rather than, you know, even even if it's, you know, going to a, 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 a different bar than you usually go to. No. Yeah. But they know me at... I know. They yell my name when I walk in. It's awesome, isn't it? Yeah. No, I mean, Andrew! Well, no, they're like, Andrew, get out. You <laughs> you get way too rowdy. You have to yeah, go to a different bar. It's more of an, Andrew! Andrew! Uh, get out! All right, Parker, that was a good answer, but it was the most effing worst thing I've ever heard. No. Because <laughs> oh, I wanted something God. raw. I said, oh. "What? how does it make you feel? Okay. I, I, if I asked you to... Explain it in the most cardboard <laughs> scientific way. Parker, give me, give me a, just a, a short sentence or a single word. How do you make you feel? It feels like I'm missing out on something. Oh my God. Like there's not enough variety in my own life. Really? Is it too bland? Your life? It's a rhetorical question. Oh, but yes. I'll be silent. (laughs) (laughs) That's deep. That's what I wanted. That felt real. I think everyone worries about that, especially when when you have a a 
long-term relationship or you're you're pretty stable in your living condition or like if you go to the same bar every every week or whatever it it can become kind of monotonous or boring Mm -hmm. you know but then again like dating or not knowing obviously not knowing where you're gonna sleep is horrible but but something a little less hardcore than that like like you have to move apartments every year or two or whatever yeah that's not the most fun thing that uh that does add variety but does it make does it spice up your life mm. is that is that what this aphorism is trying to say is it or is it trying to say something mm. else i think hmm. i think it is just just new experiences so like maybe yeah. not necessarily moving apartments cuz you've you've already moved an apartment even though it's like a new location like it's the same experience mm. good point for the most part um but i think it's just just doing new things yeah and you're in college so you have a lot of opportunities to to do that do those things i would say mhm like what you're doing with your tongue right now that's cool <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about do you do you feel like you have a lot of variety in your life i think so i i'm in a really privileged position cuz i i have a good career as an engineer and and my fiance also does so having money helps a lot with that you can do vacations and mm-hmm. and uh not have to focus so much on on stressful things like finances and and stuff so, and oh you're a white man in the sure. stem field that's true uh, i'm proud to be one <laughs> careful i am <laughs> uh what are you most proud about being white Moving on. Yep. This was invented. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. Said, give me history. This one's not very interesting. Uh, it, uh, supposedly in the late 18th century, quotation from the English poet William Cowper, hmm. uh, in his book, I suppose, The Task, 1785, the full quote is, Variety's the very spice of life that gives it all its flavor. Ooh. And, I mean, that that sounds really good, too. Yeah. I like the full thing. Uh, there are some earlier possible... Uh, actually, this ties back to last week's discussion where we were saying most of our aphorisms seem to be from the 19th and 20th century, and we were thinking it's just they're all forms of much, much older yeah. sayings that got changed to modern modern uh, way of speaking. So an earlier version... Of this saying is found in the Rover, which is written in 1681 by Afra Behen, uh, and that one is "Variety is the soul of pleasure." And even before that, the Greek dramatist Eur- uh, excuse me, Euripides, Euripides. Sounds good. I think that's correct. Uh, in between 1485 and 1406 BC. Whoa! So extremely old mm-hmm. in, in his Oristas I can't I can't pronounce any of these words these are tough man. his Oristas Jeez. has a change is always nice <laughs> <laughs> the mo- <laughs> so if you get down to the most raw component of this aphorism 
that's really it. A change is always a change nice. Always nice. Yeah. <laughs> Going on vacation is always nice. Going oh, to a yeah. new place is always nice. Do you think the idea of vacation existed when he wrote that in 485 BC? Man, but but they were always like five year long excursions where yeah. your your friends thought you were dead, but you're yeah. just visiting the city over. <laughs> yeah, you traveled twenty miles, but it took you six months to do it. Yeah, and all of your possessions got <laughs> got given away. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, wow. that's that's the history of that one. I think it's I think it's a nice one. Yeah, I agree. It's, but it's good. Not so. I don't know. Hmm. What was I going to say? But but it is difficult for, depending on the uh, time of your life, to live by this yeah. saying, I would say. Yeah. Depending on your responsibilities and, uh, and many other factors. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it could be terrible advice to someone. <laughs> I think the, the moral of this podcast is... Uh, be careful where you say your aphorisms. You know? I don't. Be well, careful where you say them. Like, uh, if you're a politician and you say, I'm going to put a chicken in every pot, mm. make sure the depression isn't about to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we rate them? Yes. And I am excited to know what you have to say, because these are two very different. Yeah. Very different ones. <laughs> the first one... <laughs> Is it worth rating? Do you want to give it a go? Yeah. Okay. First one, a chicken in every pot. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So, <clears throat> rolls off the tongue. I mean, you can picture it. Like, you're up there in the classic, like, politician hand gesture of, like, um, you know, you're making the fist and you've got your thumb over top of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just, yeah. And then you're, like, moving your hand, like. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to uh, do things. And. Like putting a chicken in every pot. Like, I think in yeah, that context. Yeah, yeah, woo. Exactly. I it, love chicken. Yeah, it, right. Yeah. It, who doesn't, young man? You'd have to be crazy. Yeah. So, I think in that context, it rolls right off my tongue. I can't okay. keep I can't keep it on there. Oh. I can't keep it on there, so I'm going to say it's, uh. Well, then, well, then you have. So, if I were, if everyone were politicians, I'd say 10. Everyone's not a politician. So, got to factor that in. I'm going to bring it down to a seven. That's fair. Um, Understandability. Zero. Are you fudging kidding me? (laughs) I would never fudging kid you about that. (laughs) I don't think there's anything to understand. (laughs) So, you you have to know the history. Yeah. Um, Or the context. Okay, so that's a total of 3.5. I think very fair. For this non-aphorism. All right. Variety is the spice of life. Mm-hmm. Variety is the spice of life. Uh, variety is the spice of life. It's kind of hard. You kind of imagine it like an Italian accent. when, Like, you know, a for, uh, like an Italian comes mm. to your small town. He's like, a variety is the spice of life. Uh, yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. Variety is the... Is the spice... That's kind of hard for me. I think I have a hard time with S's. Oh. Hmm. So, I'm going to give it a five for roll off the tongue. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is this going to get a lower overall rating than a chicken <laughs> in every pot? 
We'll see. All right, understandability. Give it to me straight. Yep. Um, 7.5. Really? Yeah. Okay. I would never joke about that. Now I have to do this math. Okay, so that's at 6.25. Nice. That's, that's, that's still a good, a good rating. That's over five. That's still a good score. I think we learned a lot. Yep. Let's close out. Parker, Parker, Parker. What are you going to say to me? If I could have remembered a guilt counterfeit, thou couldst not have slipped out of my contemplation. <laughs> I bet that really hit hard if I understood any of it. <laughs> Also, the last word is contemplation. Oh, what'd you say? Contemplation. (laughs) Contemplation. (laughs) Why are you a fool? Make that demand of the creator. It suffices me, thou art. Aww. Brother Brother says. says...